Hey, dear saints, you're listening to Preaching Christ Crucified on Double-Edged Sword. Sermons from Pastor Kilgo, preached at Redeemer Lutheran Church in Lawrence, Kansas. We pray that as you hear God's word, you would be strengthened in faith and love and rejoice in the joy of the Lord's promises and kindness. In the name of Jesus, amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my God, my rock, and my redeemer. I believe that God has made me and all creatures, that he has given me my body and soul, my eyes, ears, and all my members, my reason and all my senses, and still takes care of them. God in his mercy gives to us all of our organs. And he especially gives us our ears and our mouths and for very particular purposes. It turns out that our ears, as Luther was apt to say, our ears are the organ of faith, as we'll hear in a moment. Jesus is going through the Gentile regions once again, and he goes through this area of the Decapolis. The Decapolis is the area of the 10 cities, it's on the other side of the Sea of Galilee. Uh, this was an entirely pagan area. It's kind of weird for him to be strolling through there. And there's this man who is deaf and at least partially mute. Now, it doesn't say whether he was born this way or if it came about later, but normally when someone was born with the condition, the text indicates that. So we can guess that he probably had this happen to him later in life. That seems to be the indication. We also know about this man that he had people around him who cared for him because they go and they take him uh, to Jesus. And it seems to be this is probably what they did anytime some sort of healer was coming through. And so you can imagine what, what this was like this day for this man. He gets up like any other day and he can't hear anything around him. The world is silence, which is something the majority of humanity does not understand. And his friends are rousing him up. They're getting him on the donkey to take him over to Jesus. He's likely thinking, we've done this before. It's not going to work. And they get to this guy. But he's different. This is a Jew in the Decapolis. And he's got these 12 Jewish friends with him. Something odd is going on here. And he sees his friends over there talking with Jesus and pointing at him. And he sees Jesus look at him with compassion as though he's known him because Jesus has known him. And Jesus takes him aside and does something rather odd. He sticks his fingers in his ears. Now, he can't hear, but certainly his ears can feel. And then he spits and touches his tongue and the text is not entirely clear about how this works, but there is a possibility that Jesus spits on his tongue. And then he sighs, and he speaks a single word, Ephatha, this wonderful Aramaic word, be opened. He commands the man's ears, and they obey. And we, we get here, and I've had people ask me, why does Jesus stick his fingers in his ears? 
and spit and touch his tongue or spit on his tongue? I don't know. I have no idea why Jesus does this. There is maybe something to consider about Jesus spitting and touching the man's tongue, though, is that we, we have a tendency to think that spit is unclean. There is nothing unclean about Jesus, and that includes his spit. It's maybe an interesting thing for us to ponder. But I do have an idea about the sigh. And there's two, two things that are going on here very likely. One is that Jesus is sorrowful, because this is not how this man was designed to be. The Lord does not design us to be deaf. The Lord does not design us to be mute. The Lord designs us to be perfect. It is through the fall, it is through sin, that that is corrupted. And that's what Jesus is here to do in the end, in his death, is to take away that sin. And so he sighs for this, his creation, that is not as it's supposed to be. But I think there is another thing going on here. He sighs because he knows what may happen when he looses the man's tongue and ears, that they can be corrupted, not physically, but spiritually. There, there was a man that I used to go and see when I was on my vicarage. He taught me a lot about faith and patience. Uh, he had a neuropathy uh, where he got to the point when I was seeing him where he couldn't read Braille, even large print Braille, with his hand any longer. And he was blind and he was deaf. And so our communication was entirely by me signing letter by letter into his hand, which is a great way to learn patience. And I asked him how he was doing one time. And his response, I think, is informative for us. It is what's going on here, I think. He said, I can't see and I can't hear. And that's two less ways for the devil to tempt me. There is a danger in having our ears working and our eyes working. Because the devil can come in and tempt us through those things and tempt us to use these organs that the Lord has given us and created and sustained in a way in which he doesn't intend. He doesn't intend them not to work, but he doesn't intend them to work in other ways either. In fact, we, we forget this. The Lord gives us two commandments that deal specifically with our mouth. He gives us the second commandment that governs how we use his name, that our na his name would be on our lips through prayer and praise and thanksgiving. And he gives us uh, the eighth commandment about our neighbor's name, governing things like gossip and slander and all this sort of stuff. And uh, the Lord understands better than we do how destructive those sorts of things are. It's the reason why James comes along and talks about how, how great a fire has been set ablaze by such a small organ. The tongue can be used for good and it can be used for ill, and we all most likely know that very personally. He also gives our ears for a particular purpose, and that is especially for the hearing of his word. That's the right use. And the, the Lord sighs here 
at least it would seem in part because he knows that there is a temptation that, that will then come to this man to use his ears and his mouth wrongly. And we should be warned about that as well. That we should guard our lips. That we should pray with the psalmist that he would set a guard over the door of my lips that I would not be inclined to any evil thing. The Lord gives us our lips and our ears and he gives them to us to use. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise. That's what our lips are for. And to open our lips, he must first open our ears. And he does that by his word. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ. We are born in our sin spiritually deaf and blind. And the Lord, through his word, opens those. He speaks to us the same way he speaks to this man. Ephatha, be opened, but for a purpose. It is quite wonderful to, to think about that the first words that this man hears upon his ears being unstopped are the words of his Lord Jesus. And for us, by faith, they are the first words we hear as well, because they are the words that unstop our ears. They are the words that open the ear of faith, the organ of faith to us, so that we would use our lips for praise and for prayer and for worship, and for confession, and for building one another up. That we use our ears to hear the Lord's word, but also to hear each other, to hear our laments, to hear each other's joys, to listen to one another so that we can build each other up. There is another ephatha for us, though, that is maybe the best. That is when our Lord returns on the last day. Now, I don't know if this is what the Lord will actually say. He says a couple of different things in the scriptures. He says to the little girl, to Jairus' daughter, Talitha Kumi, little girl, I say to you, arise. He says to Lazarus, simply, come out. He says to this man, Ephatha. But regardless of what the word is that he actually uses, the Lord will give this command to us on the last day. Arise, come out. Speaking to the graves, be opened. And just like when the Lord speaks to the man's ears and it's done, when he speaks to us, even in our death, it's done. And he raises us up and he opens our graves and he shuts them behind us never to be opened again. And everything that has plagued us, everything that has gone wrong with our bodies in this life, whether it be daftness or muteness or cancer or whatever it might be, it's gone. It's done. It is no more. And we are made the way we are supposed to be for eternity. Our graves opened, our graves closed, and our mouths open forevermore, praising him with all the saints. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. And so we pray, and so he answers. In the name of Jesus, amen. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds through Jesus Christ, our Lord.
Amen. Thanks for listening to Preaching Christ Crucified on Double-Edged Sword, sermons by Pastor Kilgo at Redeemer Lutheran Church in Lawrence, Kansas. We'd like to invite you to join us for church, Sundays at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We also have Bible study at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings and at other times throughout the week. Please visit our website at redeemer-lawrence.org for more information. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.